God bless you. It's awesome to have you with us today on Kingdom Concepts. In the studio with me is my daughters, Alea and Madeline. We've been having a wonderful, wonderful time these last several episodes just talking about life and ministry and commitment. And if you watched our last episode, we began talking about ministry families. And this is so important that we felt like we needed to do a part two. Amen. We need to add to this. This is such a huge subject. Uh, And there needs to be an understanding because Mm. there's so many families that are fractured. So many families that are spiritually deformed. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's because of a lack of understanding. The Bible says my people perish because of a lack of knowledge. And he said the reason is he said people reject knowledge. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure that we're presenting knowledge and wisdom to you uh, during this program, especially because we want to see you succeed. It is my greatest desire to watch you and your families excel in the things of God. And I know that what God has taught us and what we have lived, I mean, you guys are, you know, you guys are a tremendous example. Amen. I'm proud as a father to be able to say, hey, man, I have some good kids, man. You know, uh, you might not be perfect, but man, you guys, (laughs) amen. You guys have done well in how you honor God and and how you you honor us as parents. And, And it wasn't by accident. Yeah. You know, you have parents that took responsibility, yeah. you know, and, and led you to where you are at right now. And, and you guys made a decision to take what you were taught and to live your life according to it. And when it comes to, you know, being a ministry family, not to go over everything we talked mm-hmm. about, but it's not just being pastor's kids. It's yeah. not just being you know, uh, a ministry family is not those that are ministers in a church. It's understanding that I'm a part of the family of God and we are ministering to a lost world. We're trying to save those that are lost. We are extensions of the ministry that Jesus Christ began on that cross. Mm -hmm. Amen. To save us. Amen. And to present this gospel, this good news to everyone that they can have this life, this abundant life, Amen. If they'll accept Jesus Christ. And once you have, you got to play it forward, you know, Mm -hmm. pay it forward, you know, give this life away to others. And, you know, when I think about, you know, the way that God intends for, you know, family to be, it's every one of us involved. Mm -hmm. It's every one of us understanding that I have a part to play in uh, the work of the Lord. We go to church to get equipped. Mm -hmm. so that we can go out and change the world that we live in. And when I think about ministry and the effect that the presence of God has on a family's life, the influence, um, I think about a man in the Bible named Mm Obed-Edom. I mean, this guy, what God did in his family is phenomenal Mm -hmm. to where there's over 60 family members that, begin to serve in the in the temple and the work of the Lord as a result yeah. of an encounter that they had with God. And you and if you brought your Bibles, I want you to turn over to First Chronicles chapter 13. And I want to read verse 13 and 14. And as you're you're turning there, just to kind of give you a little history, um, the Ark of the Covenant was being returned and instead of them having the priests carry it like they were supposed to, they put the ark on a new cart and they were taking it back. Uh, to the city, and as they were going, the cart began to tilt, and the Ark of the Covenant was going to fall, and a man named Moses stuck his hand up, touched the Ark, and the man died. Well, 
David got upset because <laughs> one of his guys <laughs> dropped dead. And he's like, man, we just need to park the ark. And so they went and they stuck it in this man's house named Obed-Edom. They just, I mean, instead of bringing it to, you know, where it belonged in the city of God, they took it over here into this man's house. And the Bible says, so David brought not the ark home to himself, to the city of David, but carried it aside into the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite. And the ark of God remained with the family mm-hmm. of Obed-Edom in his house for three months. Now look what happened. Cause and effect. The ark of the covenant, which is the manifested presence of God, is brought into his house and set before his family. And the effect was, and the Lord blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all mm-hmm. that he had. Mm-hmm. Look at this principle. Here the presence of God is put into his home to where that blessing in three months mm-hmm. invaded every member of the family yep. and it invaded into everything that they had wow. to where when news got back to David about what was going on at Obed-Edom's house, David said, it's time to go pick the ark up and bring yeah. it home to yeah. my house. Yeah. And so when they went and they picked it up and they took the ark, you read later on when it starts talking about you know, when the ark was returned to the temple and it starts talking about the people that served in the temple, like the gatekeepers, it mentions all these guys in Obed-Edom. Mm-hmm. When it mentions those that were on the worship team, the trumpeters and stuff, da-da-da-da, Obed-Edom. Yeah. Throughout there, you find this man showing up in all kinds of ministry. Mm-hmm. And when it mentions the ministers mm-hmm. in the temple, Obed-Edom. Mm-hmm. And the man, not just him, but again, history shows that over 60 of his family members were actively involved serving the church because when the presence of God was brought to his family, man, they recognized how it changed them as a family. Mm. And then when it was taken, they weren't going to leave. Yeah. Amen. Uh, that blessing, yeah. you know, and, and let it go without them, man. They yeah. pursued mm. and ministry came from the presence of God being introduced to the family. That's what being a ministry family is. It's you having the presence of God in your life and then you making sure as a family that you protect it. Mm -hmm. And out of that relationship flows a service that isn't a have to, man, it's a get to. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You get to serve the Lord. And isn't that interesting that so many people discount doing ministry because their family will suffer. But yet here you have Obed-Edom, who his family flourished and thrived because he was involved in, you know, a thousand different departments (laughs) at the church. And then also it just reminds me of like, I mean, I'm just like, God, you're so good because what did Jesus do on that cross? Mm -hmm. He made it to where we don't have to follow a physical, you know, art, you know, like we don't have to follow Mm -hmm. the physical thing. It, we just have to bring that presence into our own home yeah. and your family will flourish and yeah. thrive. It's, and it just, to me, I'm like, come on, come on, people, let's read this. Let's, let's realize that your family only benefits from the things of God. It doesn't suffer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, him coming into your home, it's not just for Sundays. If we just do this and bring his presence, mm-hmm. the, the, the whole gift, the whole gift, not just salvation, mm-hmm. bring the whole gift in yeah. the house. I mean, generations can be changed. Yeah. yeah. How has this changed your thinking? Being raised in a home where, I mean, because we weren't always pastoring. So yeah. it's not about being yeah. pastors. Yeah. yeah. But 
you were raised with the standard of, of, of ministry and mm. how, how has it affected your <laughs> life, Madeline? No, I want to know how it's affected your life, Madeline, because um, you kids all started ministering the moment you guys were born. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, I would just do like, I remember just like my earliest memories. We were always at church and before you guys, we even moved to Visalia and before you guys have became a pastors and you were serving in the church. I remember um, you being a youth pastor. I remember you being everything for at the <laughs> church. You're at, you're all things, and mom was all things. And I remember that um, it, what you were at church was always, even though you weren't the pastors and everything, what you were at church, you still were at home. And um, I think it really just puts a, a hunger on your kids because they see that um, the blessing that comes with following God, it will always... Um, outweigh whatever the world has to offer or whatever the world makes it seems easier because in the end whatever is easier is not always right mm -hmm. and um and i think that it just really shows the it puts that um that great weight of who god yeah. is and what god can bring into your life when you when you put that emphasis on what ministry actually is and ministry isn't just something that just because you are on stage that's ministry no ministry is the life you live and what you do with the life god's given you mm -hmm. And um, that's on and off stage at your home. Your if you have children, they're your ministry. Yeah, they're your first they're, they're congregation. They're your first congregation, yeah, exactly. And it, how you teach them to be that it, you're you're always pretty much pastoring them yeah. in what you're doing and how you respond and when things come against you, how you act in that way. And uh, you, mom and dad, uh, you are dad. <laughs> you guys, um, you've always uh, shown that even when you're doing the smaller things, we always went to church. And like, I remember when we were, like I said, um, we were talking earlier. I said that I remember coming home because we would go to where we used to go. I remember there'd be revivals like, for like a whole week, <laughs> for weeks. I remember um, we would come home and uh, like maybe uh, like there was no power on at home, but we just got back from an amazing <laughs> service and there was revival. And so we had like the fire of God and we're little, but like the thing is God provided and from where we were and we kept serving God and you guys kept serving God and to where we are now from where we used to be, that's an amazing testament to following God and you guys sticking to what you knew and sticking to, to who you can be because God is he gives you everything that you can be. Yeah, he yeah. always provides. Exactly. You know, wherever he leads and he directs. And, you know, I always say there's three different kinds of people that go to church. You know, you got those that uh, watch things happen. You got those that make things happen. And you got those that wondered what happened. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that when it comes to being involved in ministry, it's understanding that ministry is a lifestyle. Yeah. It's not something that you just do in a building mm -hmm. on Sundays. Yeah. I with, with us as a family, I, I've always made it a point to where wherever we're at, you know, we're always looking for an opportunity to serve the Lord, you know, to minister to people. And I always look at things as life lessons, you know, because ministry, you've been trained for it. The Bible says that you train your children in the way that they should go. I've always taught you, I'm not training you to stay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, I'm training you to go, mm -hmm. yeah. amen, to be able to change the world. And, yeah. and the approach that I always took with you was that, you know, I'm going to send you out, mm -hmm. you know, into the world. You're going to be like sheep among wolves, you know. Um, you're going to, I'm preparing you to go into hostile environments, mm -hmm. you know, and you're going to change those environments. Those environments are not going to change you. You remember me teaching mm -hmm. you those things, you know, and in doing so, you know, you understood that when you went to school that you were going 
to be a witness for the yeah. Lord. That's ministry. Ministry yeah. is us being a witness of, of who Jesus is. You know, yeah. we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And I remember you as a, you know, as a young girl, I remember... You know, for show and tell, you wanted to bring your Bible. You know, I mean, I mean so that holy. it was because it was him. <laughs> so holy. No. But, but I remember, um, you know, you you doing that. I think and, it was like in second grade on that one. Yeah, and I remember the school tried giving us some lip, and I yeah. had to get Jay Sekulo, uh involved. That in, attorney. Uh, yeah, I got the attorney, and it was amazing how quick the school changed their tune because yeah. they tried saying you couldn't bring your Bible, and it's like, you know, but even with that, it's like. God used you, you know, to be able to turn around what that school was doing, had done to other students and would have done to future students if you hadn't. Mm -hmm. You know, you taking that Bible was important because it, it was important at home for you to read mm -hmm. your Bible. Mm -hmm. It was important at your church to have your Bible. And, and I seen it reflected in other things as you got older. When it came to giving, seeing that Giving is a ministry. Mm -hmm. I remember one time I was ministering to a homeless man outside of the church. This was, gosh, man, was years ago. You're, you're getting older. Yeah. And uh, I remember. You're supposed to say that to ladies. I remember <laughs> that. You guys are aged. So you'll always oh. be my little girls. But I remember <laughs> that there was this, this man that uh, he didn't have no shoes. And he was outside and the guy was upset. And, you know, we we're trying to to minister to him and the dude was just, we just wanted to help him. I'm like, yeah. man, I can give this guy some food or something. He was just mad and, and, uh, and I remember he wouldn't listen to nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm trying to help the guy and he was just upset and mad. And, and I remember you walked up and you asked him, I mean, you, you walked up right in the middle of us and you go, sir, you go, are you poor? <laughs> and I remember he just looked at you and he goes, yeah, he goes, I am. And I remember you opened up your little purse and you took out, you know, what what money you had in there and you gave it to him. And man, I remember that man broke. Mm -hmm. Here we are, grown man trying to help this guy. Guy wouldn't listen for nothing. And then you came up and just you ministered to him, you know, because mm -hmm. you and it wasn't because that's just what you I'm, I'm just going to be honest. It wasn't because that's just what you always did. <laughs> I mean, it's little. But, but listen, hey, I didn't but, have a lot of money. No. There was no job. What I, I mean, found that under the cushion. Let, 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 let me rephrase it. You it, 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 is what you guys, it, it, it is what you guys have done, and it's what you still do. What I meant to say is this, is that that isn't something you just came up with on your own. Yeah. It was that you seen us, we showed you that we minister to people's needs. Yeah. Yes. And you seen that this man had a need and you did what you could do to help him. And God used you to get a hold of that man's heart. And I remember that man, his need was met because mm. the guy softened up after that. Mm. And I remember the man got saved, mm. you know. And, you know, same thing with you, Madeline, Justine, you know, that little girl that you had. <laughs> man would always come home from school, you know, Justine's not a believer, you know. And, and then, you know, I, I think like you were like, you were, first yeah, grade. I, I remember. I remember. But it was inside of you, and I remember you. You know, she, she you know, she, she needs to get saved, and and I remember the, you know, but ministry family, it was important. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just get people saved at church. You understood, we're learning things to go out and change the world we live in. Mm -hmm. And I remember the day you came home, Justine's a believer, <laughs> <laughs> and, and stuff like that. It's like, 
And you weren't a pastor then. No, no we weren't right. pastors. And, and, and that's what we're I'm saying. We're just devoted that, to the Lord. But we're, but we're a ministry <laughs> family. <laughs> to where, yeah, to where everything, to where God was so important. Now, we've made some changes. It hasn't mm -hmm. changed who we are or the, yeah. our commitment. Mm -hmm. But I mean, everything was about the Lord. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and there was things I know sometimes, you know, maybe, you know, didn't like, like, Going to Hallelujah nights instead of oh. Halloween. Okay. <laughs> I was like, can I please? <laughs> yeah. But but what I'm saying is this is that you know what? Ministry went because it was always a part of life. You couldn't sell yeah. you couldn't separate your family, mm -hmm. you know, and your or your relationship with God yeah. in ministry. It was just this is what you do. Yeah. And here you are today, mm -hmm. you know, still yeah. you know, living a lifestyle of ministry. Mm -hmm. What would you tell, what would you tell people today if it came down to just, you know, let's just, you know, you got Christians that are mm -hmm. watching this program, you know, what would you tell them that they need to do, regardless of where they're at? Maybe their family is very involved, maybe they're not. But what would be the best advice that both of you would give them concerning, you know, how to be a, the best ministry mm -hmm. family with, mm -hmm. I mean, with where they're at right now, what's the best advice that you'd give someone as far as for things to be healthy? I would say, and I, I love that you said healthy because they're, I mean, as a pastor's kid, I've seen ministry done right. And I've seen it done wrong. Yeah. I've seen that children when they truly take in the backseat and uh, the, you know, the pastor has, treated forgotten I guess that their family is their first congregation yeah. mm -hmm. um, and I've seen the effects of that so I think things being healthy when you really work to tune your ear to what the Lord's saying you'll keep your family healthy yeah. you'll understand yeah. there's times for rest there's mm -hmm. times for family time I mean there's times where I've gone you and I'm like I need dad time yeah. like and you've adjusted your schedule yeah. you, you know you've done that yeah. you you you've been really good at doing that and I think that for families if they just realize hey we gotta you know let let's keep things healthy let's keep things um strong and and solid and i think really it, it just comes down to taking every day taking yeah. every day and asking god yeah. what what do i need to do to lead my family today where are we going today where mm -hmm. am i taking them today and one of the things that sticks out to me the most like if i could say any one thing that I see as the divide between how we follow God and how people who also were in the same church under the same word um, and how they've end up just completely derailed. What's the difference? I would say that in those times when you weren't a pastor, you were still doing the same things that you're doing now, yeah. but you would always take us to ministry conferences yeah. all the time. You were always traveling and you were always taking us with you to go here you know, men and women of God that you knew that they were hearing, that they were solid in hearing from God, you would take us and, and you would get us under that word and it never lost its um, weight in mm -hmm. your life. And you've always took us and And I can see that that was a big thing because now for us, it's normal. Our children, even it's normal for us to, they're going, you're going to go to church, you're going yeah, to conference, you're going go. to daddy, yeah. you know, to Baba's conference. Mm -hmm. And because that was one thing it always it always kept us grounded, and I think that that's a big defining thing because a lot of families think, oh, well, the preachers, that's why they go and travel to hear other preachers because they got to come back and preach it. Mm. No, when you weren't a pastor, you took mm. us to go hear the word. Yeah. And um, I think that's a big thing. And if, and if you're a believer and you have not 
sought out the word more than your mm. Sunday and Thursday. I mean, from solid people. Don't yeah. go into weirdos, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, but if it's important to your pastor to go hear someone speak and it's in your ability, yeah. you need to be right there with them. Yeah. Um, hearing that word, because that's going to add to, you know, your yeah. family and, and your ministry family. That should be a part of yeah. your life. That, yeah. that for me is the yeah. big thing. Mm -hmm. And think of the impact, too, that you would have if, because like you said, like, oh, the pastors go because they need to preach it. Think yeah. of the impact of when your pastor goes to hear a speaker like 45 minutes away mm -hmm. and you go as well. You've got that double, like that expectation comes up. And oh, yeah. there's that growth that comes from there's growth in the family and there's growth mm -hmm. happening at mm -hmm. church. I think it's such a big impact. I, I love that. I think our, I will say, I think our church does that really well. I like, do too. I love when I end up in another, you know, city and other, our yeah, whole church is there, you know, taking up rows. Taking up rows, and it's like, thank you, Pastor Josh, for coming in all of the sections. Like, Whoa, you know, probably yeah. yeah. doing the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and but, yeah. I think that is, that yeah. builds strong families. Yeah. And um, I would say uh, one great thing, if you want to, um, what was the question? It was like, it was what we could do to um, yeah. have a better, stronger relationship yeah. and ministry. I think that um, practicing what you preach, I mm -hmm. think that that's a really big um, deal. And then also um, to see that uh, practicing what you heard preach. What you heard preach. That's yes. even better. That's even better. Actually. Practice yeah. what you heard yes. preach. Yes. And I think that comes with um, when you have one and also raising your standards and everything. Because mm -hmm. when you see that, if you want change, you're uh, you're not so messed up, and your family's so out of whack and so crazy that God can't do a miraculous thing. Oh yeah, you can. And That's I feel right. like some people might think, "Oh, I've messed my kids up too much, or I've been too mm. messed up by my parents, or this and that." And the great thing about God and His grace is that He restores us, yes. and He can change us. And you might think that I've I've messed up way too much, but the thing is, when you you start practicing what's been preached to you. God can change that. And I've seen so many times where people have decided to make that change in their family. And sometimes their kids, because they're teenagers, it, they might fight against it. But when those parents, they do it and they are solid and they are hungry. I've seen children where there's just a, it just changes. Their whole family. Their whole family changes to where you see them faithfully ministering or mm -hmm. faithfully going after God. And it's, um, it's amazing to see because those kids will follow what you preach and what you tell them to do. And that's what I would do. I would just get hungry. Know who mm -hmm. God is. Go in those opportunities to, to hear ministers, to go to church. Don't take them for granted. Go to outreaches. Mm -hmm. And what you do in, the, in your family, it will, it will manifest in your children and in yeah. your life. Well, yeah, because, you know, you, 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 you can't give away what you haven't filled yeah. up on. Yeah, just be and, real. Yeah, yeah, be real. And so... <laughs> You know, take take these take these messages that we've shared, this time that we've shared, and I'm telling you, let it have a place in you. Amen. Reevaluate where you're at. Revisit your assignment and watch and see how it will cause your family to bloom. Bring the presence of God and watch your family experience what Obed Edom experienced. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for being with us on Kingdom Concepts.